0: Penny teaches the 11 and 12 year olds Bible in school at Whangarei Primary and uh, last year in one of the lessons they were looking at Psalms and Proverbs so she got the kids to write some Proverbs and to see if they could have a go at writing some Psalms so I just got a selection for you this morning so um, one of the one of the kids wrote uh, as their Proverb eat lots of lollies and you'll be off to the dentist (laughs) that's a pretty good one Kick the cat and you'll get scratched. <laughs> Obviously, speaking from experience. And then uh, teachers, your 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 words are getting through. Eat too many sweets, eat too many sweets, and you'll get diabetes. <laughs> They're learning it. Yeah. But the one that I liked the best was a uh, was a psalm. You want to flick that up there this morning, and it says this: In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my requests before you and wait expectantly. Begin your day in prayer and meditation, so that you can maintain a peaceful outlook and not start your day in a race. Ask the Lord for the desires of your heart, and believe He will answer. It's pretty good for a ten and eleven-year-old day. Eh? Just uh, shows you just some real thoughts, and I love that um, that piece of writing because. It speaks of hope and expectation. I love that. Um, Wait expectantly. Uh, Charles Dickens wrote a famous novel called Great Expectations, which a number of you would have studied or would have read over the years. And it's a tale of love and fortune gained and lost. Uh, The reality is that many people today uh, have little hope and they don't have great expectations. And you find that um, in the past they've had their dreams shattered or expectations unfulfilled. And, of course, Proverbs tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And because they haven't experienced God's love, they don't hold hope and expectation in their hearts for the future. Uh, hope and expectation are just so, so important in our lives If because they, they literally... If, change or affect the way that we live if you remember back to when you were a kid and the night before Christmas for me and my brother we could hardly get to sleep we would wake up two or three times in the night go into our parents room and say is it time yet is it time yet is it time and some of you have already experienced that how many mums and dads have experienced that with their kids over the years Yeah, just the expectation of what's going to happen tomorrow uh, determines the way that we act. But we're living in a time when young people especially lack hope and they lack expectation for the future. Uh, More young people will die by taking their own life than through car crashes. How can that be? Uh, One of the greatest fears and causes of despair and a feeling of hopelessness is the thought that your life is out of control or that you have no worthwhile future. And when that happens, especially when it's tied up with a feeling of worthlessness, people just just give up. Uh, Someone said that never in the human history have so many had so much for so long and been so depressed about it. We take more antidepressants than any previous generation, and yet we have more technology, we have more money, we have more gadgets, but we have more fears, more worries, and less hope, and fewer expectations. Um, But we, the people of God, need to raise our expectations for this year, because God is moving by His Spirit and people's lives are being transformed. A couple of weeks ago, we had a family of six just walk off the um, walk off the road. Uh, came, said, "Is this a Christian church?" Came in. Mum and dad got saved, born again of the Spirit of God. Last week, despite all of the technical problems that we had in worship, uh, it was amazing. Um, one young woman told us afterwards that she got totally set free of addiction. Uh, through the presence and the power of God ministering to her during the worship. And this morning I had a lady come up to me and say, Hey, I've been healed of deafness in my ear uh, through the presence of God during the worship. So something is happening. God is moving by the power of His Holy Spirit. Amen. (laughs) I want you to turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 3. And I'm just going to read a short passage there. Uh, The location of this verse is incredibly important because... For 400 years, God had been silent. The Old Testament concludes with the book of Malachi, where God says he is writing a bill of divorce to Israel. Uh, Israel had been unfaithful. Israel weren't putting God's first. And so God says, I've had enough. And God doesn't speak to them, doesn't send an angel. Uh, There is no recorded miracle for a 400-year span. But then, in the fullness of time, he sends John the Baptist as a miracle child to a barren mother to prepare the way for Jesus. And it says in Luke 3, verse 15, says, The people were waiting expectantly, and were all wondering in their hearts. One One translation said, the people were on their tiptoes with expectation, wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. So despite God not even speaking, because they see things happening, because they see John the Baptist preaching, because they hear his message, they have the expectation that perhaps the Messiah It's coming. And John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And people here this morning may be feeling down on hope. You may be feeling that there is little hope for your marriage, or if you aren't married, you may be feeling that you're never going to get married. You may be going through a a season of spiritual silence like the Jews were at that time. And sometimes the hardest thing is not the storm that you go through. It's not the hard time that you go through, but it's the drifting. It's the silence that is really, really difficult. You know, Noah in the ark went through a storm for 40 days but he drifted for another 150 days. And it's the drifting and it's the silence that's really discouraging. Have you ever been through a time when you're praying and you're knocking on heaven's door and it's like the heavens are like brass and nothing seems to be happening? I remember a time in my life where that was going on and it can be incredibly discouraging. You may be sick and Despair of ever getting well. You may feel that your job situation or your financial situation is hopeless. How can your life be turned around? How can you be filled with hope? When the people saw John the Baptist, expectation filled their hearts. They saw God move again. And this morning... God wants you to know that he is moving again. Turn to the person next to you and say, God is moving. Are you expectant? Or are you expecting? <laughs> Some of the ladies will say, yes, I am. <laughs> He's moving again. He wants to follow us again with hope and expectation you know 1 corinthians 13 tells us that hope is one of the foundations of our christian walk it says the greatest three are faith hope and love and we all know that the greatest of these is love but we forget that hope is one of the big three hope and expectation. Uh, the antidote to despair. Hope is like oxygen to the soul. You can't live without it. If you have hope, you can carry on. If you have um, hope, you can hold on. Hope speaks of a confident expectation for the future. If your expectation is weak, if it's based on what the government can do for you, uh, it's weak if it's based on your job success or your bank account. Hope is weak if it's based on your assets or your ability to fashion your own future because all these things can fail but the key to growing in expectation and growing in hope is to recognize where hope comes from and then plug in to that source so this morning I want to tell you that hope comes from God he's the source of hope Jeremiah 2911 says God wants to give us hope Romans 15 verse 13 says may the God of of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Wow, what an amazing voice verse that is. I want to overflow with hope. Some of us know the God of peace. Some of us know the God of love, but he's the God of hope. No situation is hopeless. If God is working in that situation, he's the one who can bring hope to the hopeless because his divine nature, his His being is hope. He's the source of hope. And when we hope in the Lord, when we put our trust in him, we will never, ever be disappointed. If we hope in anything else, we will get disappointed. How many know that hope outside of hope in the Lord, expectation outside of expectation for God, It's hopeless. I remember back 42 years ago. In 10 days' time, it will be my 42nd wedding anniversary. Hasn't Penny done well? (laughs) I remember uh, our honeymoon. We had a uh, house at Ohopi Beach. And then uh, we stayed there for a week. And then we went round the East Cape. Had an absolutely fantastic time. And we came back to a time when a couple of days after getting back, it was my birthday. And uh, I came from a family of three, and we always made a huge big thing of um, birthdays and Christmas. And so I get back, newly married, and I'm looking around for signs of the surprise party. I'm looking around for the... um, the big to-do that's going to happen in a couple of days' time, and I couldn't find any of them. In fact, when it came to my birthday, I think I got a card, and that was about it. I was devastated. In fact, I was silent for the next 40 years. <laughs> no, not, not quite, but um, I was I was silent. I was, I was miffed. Penny said 40 days, and that would have been about it too, <laughs> until we... Um, until we finally got together and talked about it and realized Penny was from a family of eight. They never celebrated birthdays. And so my expectations of what was going to happen on my birthday were totally, totally wrong. In fact, even today, I need healing of the memories. As you can see, it's just a deep scar in my life. No, just joking. (laughs) we got a fantastic marriage, and and Penny is the love of my life. And we have just had such a um, brilliant 42 years. But the reality is you have expectations and you have hopes, and they don't always work out. Because hope and expectation outside of the things of God is usually misplaced. But in God, Romans eight twenty eight says, we know that all things work together for good. Your wisdom can let you down. We make wrong decisions all the time. Power and riches are at best fleeting. I have buried some of the richest people in New Zealand. And I can tell you, none of them took any money with them when they died. None of them ended in a way that they would have expected to end in fact uh, the last one that uh, I I buried in Remuera uh, his brother had given away 160 million dollars to Presbyterian Social Services and he couldn't understand why his brother would do such a thing you see his brother was a Christian good Presbyterian man And uh, this guy couldn't understand it, just didn't didn't get it and died with his millions still in the bank. You know, in 2018, I expect God to bless me. What are you expecting? What are you expecting for 2018? I expect to hear his voice. I expect to be touched by his Holy Spirit. I expect to... God to move in me, I expect God to move through me, I expect God to move by His Holy Spirit, I expect lots and lots of people to come to know Jesus Christ through the ministry of Church Unlimited Whangarei, I expect this church to grow so that these facilities will be too small. What are you expecting? What are you believing for, for 2018? God is the God of hope and there is a divine impartation that comes via the Holy Spirit. Romans 15 verse 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So hope can come in answer to prayer, but it can also come as the result of an impartation of the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands. And if you know God but are not filled with hope this morning, then pray and get somebody to pray for you because he wants to open the eyes of your understanding so that you can receive that revelation of hope. And at the end of the service, we're gonna pray for people who need more hope, for people who need a greater expectation in their life, especially for this year. I know that I know that I know that God loves me. I know that He has a great plan for my life, and I know that He wants me to live in hope. No matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance I might face, I know that God is with me. And if God is with me, then He'll get me through, no matter what is happening, and He will use what is happening to build his character and his plans and his purposes into my life. He wants you to know that he will be in control of your life if you will let him. God wants you to know that he's the God of hope who gives hope. People who do not hope grow weary of life. And it doesn't matter how strong you are in yourself. Isaiah 40 verse 30 says, Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. When you have a revelation of the God of hope and you receive that hope of God by the power of the Holy Spirit, it will result... In new life strength, do you have that hope and expectation this morning? Hope comes as you read god's word romans fifteen four for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. You can't be encouraged by the scriptures if you're not reading them, and by the way. Uh, I think at the info desk there, there is a whole bunch of um, uh, daily reading schedules uh, which we have used for years in this church. Uh, I don't use those ones because I have my own daily reading schedule on my iPad and everyone who has an iPad or an iPhone or a um, smartphone can download a reading schedule and just helps you get on track Uh, Not so that you have to do this, but I find a growing love for the Word of God because I know that as I read the Word of God, God blesses me. The Word of God is the Word of truth that produces hope in our hearts. When we read God's Word, it washes our minds, and sometimes our minds are filled with stuff that needs to be cleaned out. Anyone say amen quietly? The petrol tank of my car is never empty. It may be empty of petrol, but it's always filled to the top with either petrol or air. And when we fill our minds up with the word of God, it begins to replace the rubbish that's in there So when you fill your petrol tank up with petrol, it replaces the air that's in there. Actually, I've probably told you that uh, halfway through last year, in a rush, going to visit someone in the hospital, in my ute, I pulled up at the petrol station and um, started to put 91 into my diesel ute. As soon as I got about 10 litres into it and saw the speed that the dollars and cents was rising, I knew exactly what I had done. So I had to ring up the AA. They said, don't touch it. Uh, We won't come. Um, get it towed to the nearest garage and so that's what I had to do and so if you ever put the wrong stuff in don't start your motor up okay leave it off get it towed and in my case they had to take the petrol tank out of the ute to clean it out and refill it with diesel and all of you are looking at me and thinking what a dumb idiot for doing that and I was feeling like a dummy, and the lady at the um, counter when I went to pay for it said, oh, there'll be five or six others who will do that before, um, before this evening. And then I took it to, I got the guys for garage to come, and the owner of the garage said, I've done that. And I felt so much better. <laughs> I won't ask for a show of hands as to anyone else done that sort of thing, but anyway. What's that got to do with the sermon? Nothing. <laughs> Except for the fact that when you fill up a petrol tank, it, di- it displaces the air in that petrol tank. And the same is true when you start reading God's Word. It starts to displace the rubbish that's in there, and it just washes over you. And I don't know how that works, but it just it works. And it just cleanses you. And it just, just does so much stuff in there. Um, Lamentations 3.19, and I'm going to read this from the International Children's Bible. It says this, Lord, Remember my suffering and how I have no home. Remember the misery and the suffering. I remember them well. Man, this guy's having a pity party. Uh, And I am very sad. My soul is downcast. But I have hope when I think of this. The Lord's love never ends. His mercies never stop. They are new every morning. Lord, your loyalty is great. And in um, in one of the other Bible translations, it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Isn't it fantastic to be able to wake up in the morning and know that God's love and His faithfulness and His mercies are new to us and that every day God has got something fresh for us? Verse 24 says, I say to myself, the Lord is what I have left, so I have hope. The Lord is good to those who put their hope in Him. He is good to those who look to Him for help. And oftentimes I'll be reading the Word of God and just verses will just jump out to me and they will be just so appropriate for the situation, the circumstance that I'm facing. And they will just build hope and they'll build resilience into my life. Uh, When Penny and I were in Germany, we were talking to missionaries about how to build resilience into their life situations. And reading God's Word starts to do that because it impacts you from the inside out. When we focus on the problems, often we become discouraged. But reading about God and what He thinks of me brings encouragement and hope. No matter what your situation is, God's love towards you never ceases. He wants you to know that, not just in your head, but He wants you to know that in your heart and believe it every day. Problems often cloud our perception, but God is always there for us if we would just recognize it. When we remember God's love never ceases, this gives us hope. When we know that God is merciful, that gives me hope. When I read about God's faithfulness to His people, I am filled with hope and a new zeal for God's, for life. So read God's word. Let it fill you up. Let it fill you with hope. And also, hope comes as we hear God speak to us. When the children of Israel were in captivity, God spoke. And he said to his people, he said, I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I am going to bring you back from captivity. That's what he spoke to the children of Israel when they were basically in a hopeless situation. And there are many people here today who need to hear God's voice speaking into their situation because God's Voice brings hope and life by His Word, the heavens and the earth were created. And when He speaks, it happens. And no matter what our situation is, the God of hope wants you to receive hope from His presence, His person, from His written Word, and His spoken Word to you. He is the giver of hope. There is no hopeless situation here this morning. I remember talking to Pastor Tark uh, a number of times. And let's have the musicians come. About a year in Tark's life that was a year from hell. He, it was a time when he was a young pastor. He'd been a missionary in the Philippines and he came back and he took over the pastorate of what was then the West city christian center in teatratu auckland it was, a, it was a assemblies of god church and in the space of a year he had three events happen any one of those events which would have possibly dis- destroyed him in a smallish church which was growing he had his youth leader leave and moral failure a few months later he had a young person in the church commit suicide a few months after that one of his music worship leaders was res- was arrested by the police and found to have been molesting young men at a camp three events all within the space of about 10 months, any one of those events I have seen churches split and pastors leave the ministry and I said to Tark so so how did you survive and he admitted that during that time he was totally on the edge he was nearly burnt out but God spoke to him God spoke to his heart. And Tark knew that if God was for him, then what did it matter who was against him? And when God spoke to him, he knew that God was going to take him through that situation. He was going to take the church through because Jesus said he would build his church and he would get through that situation. He looks back on that time as a time that built resilience into his life. Of course, West City Christian Centre was the seed for Church Unlimited, which has gone to a multi-campus, thousands and thousands of people uh, worshipping every Sunday, and Tark himself having an incredible impact in our nation. You see, God spoke a word in season into his life that helped him to get through a situation that most others would have been crushed by. God is the giver of hope. G.K. Chesterton said, Hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long as matters are really hopeful, hope is a mere flattery or platitude. It is only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. For us, I remember when our son was in intensive care ward in Sydney Hospital, a hopeless situation. But God answered our prayers and miraculously Healed and delivered Pete. God has never ever let us down. This morning, He's the same God of hope who says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I love you. You are precious in my sight. Our Heavenly Father is always there for us. 2018. We need to raise our expectations of what God can do in and through us. Because God says that He is able to do far, exceedingly, abundantly above all we ask or even imagine. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I'm going to ask for the ministry team just to come and stand at the front. And if you are someone this morning that needs an infusion of the God of hope into your situation. If you are someone this morning who needs to have that touch of the Holy Spirit to lift your expectations, to lift your hope for this morning, then why don't you just come and stand along the front here, and we're going to pray, because I know that God is moving, and I just believe that He wants to touch people. He wants people to go to another level this morning. He wants to dispel despair. He wants to break through hopelessness. He wants to bring healing and wholeness to people's situation and circumstances. So if you're a candidate for that this morning, why don't you come as we sing, come to the altar.